All right, welcome to our third episode of What's a Christian Anyways? We've come up with a really good tagline, which is redefining the terms of our faith. I like it, right? It's like the terms as in vocabulary, but also the terms as in like what we believe, like terms of a contract. Um, today, we are going to be discussing what is human anyways. Uh, before we do that, we're going to just quickly go over uh, the terms we did the last two weeks. What is truth? Kevin defined it as God, uh, and I defined it as that which always is. Um, what is God? Kevin's definition was the tribal deity of ancient Israel who has now been adopted as the Christian deity through the person of Jesus Christ. You went long on that one, <laughs> but it's good. I did, and, yeah. and I defined it as the infinite deity. So... <laughs> Then, uh, before we put our definitions forward, uh, let's talk just real quick. When it comes to human, what are some of the problematic definitions that we often face? I think one of the problematic definitions that we have is um, it's uh, our, the a being with the ability to to reason oh. or to to uh, or have logic. Uh -huh. um, you know, the whole Descartes, I think, therefore I am. Right. Like, I think the more we learn about animals, the more we're like, no, they think too. They also uh -huh. reason. They also solve problems. Yeah. Use um, tools. Just in, have language. Yeah, use tools. They're just different from us, right? And so I don't think that is what sets humans apart. Mm. Um, mm. We may be more advanced in terms of our logic or reasoning or understanding, but I, I don't think that is what defines what a human being is. Right. Uh, I think for me, one of the problematic definitions that I often think about is, you know, whatever hap what happens during pretty much every genocide, um, <clears throat> which is like human being not just a measure of reason, but a certain amount of racial identity, a certain amount of or ethnic identity, this idea mm -hmm. that or even the idea that there are levels of human, right? Uh, mm -hmm. We saw it during slavery. We see it during, you know, Nazi Germany. We're seeing it to a degree now. right now in lots of different places. Um, and that idea that, oh, human is this thing that can be separated. All right, mm -hmm. so Kevin, what is your definition of human? Uh, my definition of human is gonna start broad, but okay. then we can, we can kind of specify. My definition of human would probably be, um, probably drawing from the new, um, not, not the new, from not, it's not new at all. Probably drawing from the biblical definition. <laughs> whoa, 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 there's a new testament? <laughs> no way. No way. Um, a new word testament. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> now we're getting into heretics. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think um, it, it's actually from uh, Genesis 1. I believe human beings are beings created in the image of God uh, to represent God's authority and uh, power to the rest of his creation through love. Wow. That's a professorial definition. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my background. So. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Beings created in the image of God to represent God's authority to the rest of creation through love. All right. Authority we'll and creativity. Authority and creativity. Okay. Mine is 
beings which can conceive of God. So, so I'll, 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 I'll give my sort of uh, rundown because mine's a shorter one. Um, mm. For me, like there's this interesting um, concept that the Bible supports that <clears throat> um, evolutionary biology supports that I think most other religions don't support, which is shared ancestry, right? Like there is one Adam and Eve, right? Like, and so if you're a new earth creationist, you believe, right, that that's a literal, you know, Adam made from dirt and then Eve made from a rib or some sort of organ or something. Um, <clears throat> but to me, the reason I think that that's, it was such an interesting thing reading the Bible for the first time and really thinking about it for the first time was that, <clears throat> at least for the idea of humanity, in old earth evolution, at some point we draw the line, right? At some point we draw the line of this was a monkey and now this is a human. <clears throat> and evolutionary biologists debate this, right? Where is that line? Like that's the hard thing with evolution is where do you draw the line between one species and another? And for plants and for a lot of animals, that's not a big deal. But when it comes to humanity, it's a really big deal, right? Because if we say that our shared ancestry is two no longer monkeys or one no longer monkey in Africa, then all of a sudden it puts all of us in the same species. Where if you look at like eugenics, right? Like a lot of that was saying, oh, no, 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 that's not the point where humans become human, right? So therefore these people that descend from this way aren't human. But the Bible advocates for there's some kind of line. And then to me, it's, well, that idea of the image of God, that idea of the pneumos, right? The breath of God. I think when you talk about the fact that other animals are capable of tools, of language, of thought, of reason, all that other stuff, what is the one distinct feature that separates humans? And to me, it's the ability to conceive of God, right? Like to even think that there is this infinite deity, to think that there is something beyond the world that we can see and understand, that is something that animals do not have, right? Like all other creatures are- They might not have. And that would be the fascinating thing, right? Like mm -hmm. if all of a sudden a dog was able to talk about God, right? And conceive of God, then I think we would have some, <laughs> then all of a sudden I'm like, then we should all be vegetarian, right? Like at well, that point. Well, it's like, who's to say that they don't, right? Like we don't know. They could deem, they could imagine us as gods, right? And they're, whatever their minds are. Yeah, and so that, that goes back to then the definition from last week and the reason I brought it up, right? Like, mm. because I do think animals are capable of seeing higher powers, AKA us. Oh, I see. Right? Okay. But the idea of the infinite deity, the idea that there is a concept even of infinity, right? Mm -hmm. Like that is something that I think separates the human being from a non-human being. Right. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, poke holes in it. I know there's there there are holes in it. I'm like I can poke holes in my own argument. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about it, and it just feels <clears throat> like the it, it feels like an extension of the logic and reasoning argument mm -hmm. of like you know like oh we are <clears throat> on a greater plane of logical reasoning. Like we are on like a greater plane of some kind of some form of understanding that they do not have. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily um, would fall too much in line with that, that particular definition because I, I look so oh, yeah. negatively at the logical. Yes. Yeah. reasoning definition of humanity. Yeah, um, and I see that in your definition because I think your definition is beings created in the image of God, right? It's an external mm -hmm. definition, right? Right. Right, that it is God that authorizes who mm -hmm. is human and who is not, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> and then it is a functional definition, right? That hum yes. hum humans are defined by the role that they play in the world, creation, right? Yeah. In, in creation, yeah. Um, I think for me that the danger there, right, and I feel like this is what happens, has been happening every week and probably will happen every week. Both of our definitions are coming at it from different angles and they mm -hmm. both have ways in which they can be twisted poorly, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Because <clears throat> I feel like for yours, what happens a lot of times, like even nowadays with like Christian nationalism and things like that, is people saying, well, we are God's chosen, right? So yes, maybe God evolved these other people, right? But we have mm -hmm. been specifically created by God and therefore we are a higher level of being than these other humans. Well, I would argue that that doesn't include the last part of my definition, which is it needs to be done in love. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> do, you, so to, do you remember? To do you remember, me, like the, do you remember that the movie, very basic. Do you remember that movie Saved is... with Mandy Moore, where she throws the Bible at somebody? She goes, "I am filled with Christ's love," and then she like throws the Bible. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. <laughs> I I actually think one of the defining characteristics of human beings is our ability to love. But then, is that ex that's not exclusive to human beings, right? Like dogs. I, love personally, I think love. so. I don't think dogs love. Oh. I think dogs. I think dogs are loyal. I think dogs uh, can have affections. I don't think they love because to me, love is not an emotion. Like the way scripture talks about love is uh -huh. not an emotion. Uh -huh. It is primarily an act. It is, it is a thought that becomes idealized into action in your life. Uh, so it is a character trait okay. to love. This may be jumping right. ahead because I figured we would <clears throat> probably have a whole podcast uh, about what oh, is right, love. Oh, right, probably on what yeah. is love. Yeah. Um, Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. But then, so the interesting thing is, right, like if, if a being, right, chooses not to love, then are they rejecting their humanity? Yes. I believe that they are, yeah. So humanity is a thing which on an individual basis and perhaps on a corporate basis can be greater or like you can be more human? Yes, I think Jesus was the most fully human human being to have ever existed because he was the most fully loving person to have ever mm, lived. Mm, yeah. Okay, so... I think um, there's a thing that I often teach, uh, and I'll just share it real quick, which is words as lines or words as poles. Um, mm -hmm. So a lot of times I'll use like a color wheel and I'll say like, what is red? And you have to use a dot, right? Like, and you're like, this is red. And, or you have to use a line, right? And say, These, this section is red. I think right mm -hmm. now what's happening um, is that for your definition, it's this dot, right? Humanity mm -hmm. is this thing that is almost infinitely achievable. Right, but it's also mm -hmm. something that you can go away from. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, I think one of the things that I've really struggled with is 
how to draw humanity as a line, right? Mm -hmm. Because especially for me being multiple minorities existing kind of in this weird pocket where I don't really feel like most people groups would see me as one of them, right? Mm -hmm. This idea that humanity, like can we draw a line that says we are all human and there is not a degree of humanity, right? Because in this, in, in your definition then, would you say that um, somebody like a, and I hate to use real people, but because real people have obviously complexity, but like Mother Teresa is more human than Adolf Hitler. No, <clears throat> because Mother Teresa also had flaws. Mm -hmm. Mother Teresa was probably um, somebody who was closer to Jesus. Um, and I think in that sense, she was doing her best to try to be closer to what I believe to be a, a, a genuine human being. Um, but I don't, I don't think that makes her a better, like I'm not putting a value judgment. But there's a proximity sense? judgment. <clears throat> there is. Um, but to me, the proximity doesn't um, give value to one or the other. Oh, so like, for me, I believe I'm... that Hitler was very far away from what I believe to be the definition of a human being. And I think his actions, his beliefs, his ideals all showed up in those ways. However, he was still a human being. His right. value as a human being never changed. I would have just as hard of a time with if I had a gun and I, I had to kill somebody, uh -huh. I would still have a hard time pulling the trigger with Hitler because he's a human being. I would have a hard time pulling the trigger on any human being unless mm. like I'm blinded by rage because somebody hurt my, my wife or my daughter. Right. You know, but that that's not that's not where I'm acting in my right state of mind. But if I'm just told to shoot somebody, I I would have a hard time like because they're a human being. Yes, I mm -hmm. hope so. <laughs> yeah. Right. I hope so. I think right. for me, one thing that when you bring that up, that argument <laughs> is that history at least shows we are probably wrong on that. Or like, like, this is one thing that, you know, like when I studied uh, in high school, like the first thing, or in college, the first thing that really kind of shook my faith to, to think about myself in a different way. And granted, mm -hmm. looking back, I was closeted, so I had a lot of self-hatred. Anyways, <laughs> but, um, like, like, but was like studying the Rwandan genocide and seeing how there are these people who said everything we are saying right now, right? Mm -hmm. Like they studied World War II, they studied apartheid, right? Like mm -hmm. they, they were like, I would never do these things. I would never, I wouldn't, and then when the circumstances allowed for it, they were committing atrocities against not just strangers, right? They were committing mm -hmm. atrocities against people that they had grown up with. Right? right, neighbors simply right. because they were now in a different category of human. I think mm -hmm. part of why bringing this up is important is I I want I I in my own in my own mind right think that drawing this line of what does it mean to be human and in such a way that it shows that every single one of us is on the other side of this line, right? Because even right now with like, with the genocide in Gaza, right? I think what I see of part of why that conversation tends to get stuck is on both sides, there is this attitude that the other side is not human, right? 
that on the Israeli side, it's like, oh, these people are not as good of humans as us because they're terrorists or whatever, mm -hmm. right? And then even on the on the on the Gaza side, it's less, right? I'm on their side, right? Like, if I have to pick sides, I'm on the side getting bombed, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like. <clears throat> but there's this there's this attitude I think that I that I feel a lot in at least my friends posting that oh these Israelis, right? They're not human. They're not good mm. humans, right? And so it's interesting because. I feel like we do have to make these definitions, which is what is human, but then as well, what does it mean to be a good human or not a good human? And when we talk about Jesus, right, and we talk about him being fully man, mm -hmm. there is always this question of what does that mean to somebody, right? Like for Jesus to, to say, for us to say he is 100% God, right, we talked about last week, Right? For you, you're saying, oh, he is the incarnate tribal deity, right? Mm -hmm. For me, it is, oh, he is the incarnate infinite deity, right? This is the infinite made, made flesh. But then mm -hmm. for it to be, what does it mean for it to be fully human? To me, the idea is Jesus is the human being that every second of every day was fully living with the conception of the infinite deity as existent in life, right? That to be a good human, right, or to live out humanity fully is to go through life with the knowledge that the infinite deity is here, is present, right? Is aware, is active, right? Mm -hmm. And therefore, that is the thing that in genocide, in atrocities, and even in, you know, and we'll, and we'll define sin later, right? But it is when I have to reject that, when I'm gonna do an action or I'm gonna have a thought that is rejecting the concept of God, right? That that is what is rejecting my own humanity. Yeah, I you know, I feel like we're essentially saying the same thing with different words. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just I would play, I would replace <clears throat> infinite deity with love, mm. God's love. Okay. <clears throat> um, and or I, I feel like the thing is, <clears throat> I think you're saying that one one of our <clears throat> definitions is intrinsic and the other is external. Mm -hmm. I disagree. I think they're both intrinsic. Mm. Um, I think for me, the intrinsic value comes from an external source, which means it is still intrinsic. I think the way that Genesis 1 lays out the creation of human beings is mm -hmm. to say that all human beings are created in the image of God okay. and therefore deserve the same respect and love and value regardless of what color, who, or whatever. Okay. Um, curveball now. question then. Um, mm -hmm. Do you, and well, maybe not curveball, but just uh, as an additional, do you believe in one common ancestor? Um, no. Oh, okay. I do. I still do. I'm like, I believe one common ancestor. I, I think it's possible. I've actually looked, um, I've listened to another <clears throat> podcast with, an, um, I think he's like a geneticist who's a Christian. Uh -huh. um, but he's saying like, it's genetically possible for all of us to have come from a common ancestor. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't personally ascribe to it because again, I don't, I don't take Genesis one super literally. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I look at it as Adam and Eve were the first priests 
uh, to Yahweh uh-huh. um, rather than like the first human beings or whatever. But they were like the first representatives um, of Yahweh to the rest of the world. Uh-huh. And they failed. Um, so I, I think that uh, I, I personally don't. But again, I'm like, I, I have no <laughs> like solid. Right. Um, yeah. Like, I don't I don't have any skin in the game for that one. <laughs> Oh. We could. I, I don't know. I okay. believe that we all have, we all had the same uh, initial representative who failed on our behalf. But um, then, I don't know about necessarily genetic ancestry. Because then, when you think about so the image of God, right? Um, what does that mean to you in regards to human beings that mm. separates them from animals? Yeah, so that's a really interesting question. In the Hebrew, um, <clears throat> idol is selem, mm-hmm. um, and selem is the same word for image used in Genesis 1. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why God actually commands there to be no idols, no graven images, um, is that human beings are his images. They are his, quote-unquote, idols. Right. Um, they are the cr- created images to represent his form his authority right. his you know whatever and so for god for us to treat each other in that way was part of that initial design and i believe that's also why other deities within ancient times all have some kind of carved or graven image because mm-hmm. they needed something to represent them right whether it's like an eagle or a mythical creature like a griffin or whatever else it is right um they have these created images made out of different things in creation. Mm-hmm. And God scoffs at those things because he says, no, no, my ultimate creation, my idol, my image is mankind, humankind. Okay. Um, and therefore, there's this way way of speaking about humankind. And I think it's kind of the the bent of scripture, right? Right. The, the way it leans is toward that valuing of all humanity as one. Um, yeah. But then, <clears throat> so then is that humanity when you talk about image, right? Because mm-hmm. for me, whenever I taught or, or, or spoke about the image of God, it wasn't physical, right? Because, mm-hmm. right, it wasn't like a skin tone. It wasn't right. even like, you know, there are people that don't have two arms and 10 fingers, right? Like, right. so right. what is the thing that then says, oh, because to me then, right, the ultimate image of God, right, and I would I often came at it as a reflection image, not like a created, mm-hmm. like a mirror, right? So it mm-hmm. is the fact that we as human beings can think of God, right? The fact that we can even look at ourselves, look at the world and say, I think there's God, there must be God, right? That's the reflection. And that's the thing that, you know, we see in humanity. But for you, then, you're st- saying... Yeah, I would go a step further. I would say we can't just reflect on God. We have to reflect his love. Because I think that's what makes Jesus the the fullest human. Because I think he reflected God's love perfectly <clears throat> to, to all mankind and to creation. And I think that part of that is not just thinking about it. Like, he acts mm-hmm. on it. Like... There's the whole thing about um, the word pistis, meaning faith, but also faithfulness uh-huh. um, in Greek, it, because I believe that that is how the ancients render belief. It's if you believe, you act. They, they're the same thing. And anyone who does not act does not actually believe. They, they don't actually believe anything if they're not acting on it. 
there's no fruit to prove right. that you believe it. Right. And so therefore you don't believe it. Yes. Um, and so that's kind of the way I see it. It's it's tied together, which is why I, I don't think we're necessarily saying different things yeah. or opposite things. It seems like we're saying the same thing. Yeah, I think we're saying the same things, but or it's almost, for me, I think it's like we're drawing the boundaries of the same term, right? The same mm -hmm. definition, but we're drawing it on different sides, right? Like, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like if, if you think about a color spectrum, right? And we're trying to define right. red, I'm like, well, this is where orange stops being red or stops being right, orange. Right, right. And you're like, well, this is where yellow stops being right or whatever, I don't know, right, the colors, right. right? Like on both sides. Right. Um, I think that the question, you know, the big question is, right? How do we apply this rubric in a in a way that says that what it means to be human, right? That exists for myself and my enemies. Like, I think for me, that's the big question of trying to define human is saying mm -hmm. there are so many ways in which we can say the rules for myself are different than for my enemies, right? Mm. The rules that we live by as an American, right? As Americans is different. Like we don't apply those rules to Chinese, Mongolians, right? Like, but especially right now in this age of global connection, right? Like through the internet, we are able to connect to human beings in almost every culture and region on the planet. Mm -hmm. How then do we think about that shared identity and what are the rules, or maybe rules is the wrong word, but at least what are the parts of the definition that apply to everyone? Yeah, I mean... Personally, I think one of the things that must and should apply is everyone has value as a human being, regardless of who you are or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like at your fundamental core, you are a human being. And so you deserve that kind of baseline level of respect for your humanity. So um, what is that baseline level? Because I think the evangelical that mm. still lives in me. <laughs> I don't mm. know. I don't know if it's dying or not. Right? <laughs> I think it's <laughs> right. It's, it's the, the evangelicalness that still exists in me um, right. is that that baseline value is this person might accept the grace of God. Right. And if they might accept the grace of God and be in the kingdom of God for an infinite amount of time with me, right? That the kingdom uh -huh. that I will exist in for an infinite amount of time, they will also exist in. Then that is the baseline value, right? The possibility that, uh -huh. right? And I don't know if that's, maybe I got taught a weirder evangelicalism. Yeah, that, right? that like, ain't me at all. <laughs> because it was like, it was, I mean, that was what I was taught, right? When I first started going into uh, evangelicalism, right? Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. which is, hey, the reason why you should go and evangelize, the reason why you should go, the reason why you should be nice to everybody oh, is because, I see, I see. right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. because if they're a human being, then they might be saved, right? And yeah, if they yeah. might be saved, then you're going to be with them forever, right? Oh, so God, I hated, I hated that. If you're a, 
Well, I mean, I, I, I definitely could see, especially I say it out loud, I can see the ways in which it messed me up, right? And uh -huh. it, it screwed yeah. me up. But at the right. same time, I think I appreciate the fact that it did make me really nice to everybody, even people that were mean to me. And mm -hmm. it's one of the things that I think I'm often shocked at in the meanness of evangelicalism now, like especially mm -hmm. like, you know, the Southern Baptist, right, type yeah. of evangelicalism is right. how they can be like, well, everybody can be saved, and yet they're so mean, right? right? Like, they're so mean to hum other human beings. Right. And I'm trying to figure out, even I think right now, there's, how are they defining human that allows for that kind of hypocrisy? Mm -hmm. I, honestly, I don't know. I'm not one of them. <laughs> I have no idea. I I have my own theories, obviously. Uh -huh. um, like, I think that, and this is just me, but I think that um, they tend to be a lot more aggressive with people that they think are teaching a false gospel. Um, and then they kind of couch it in like, well, Paul is aggressive, those kinds of terms. Uh -huh. um, but then they don't kind of see the irony in that they get to decide what is a false gospel versus what's a true one uh -huh. <laughs> like and they're drawing all the lines and so they sort of dehumanized anyone who is preaching a false gospel right and so what ends up happening is i feel like they've dehumanized quite a lot of people um because there's a lot of false gospels now right right it's like the social gospel the the critical race theory like yeah. you know liberals like there are so many different groups now that they can hate mm -hmm. without like making an overt statement that they hate them. Right. Um, but it, when you look at their demeanor, when you look at their interactions with them, you're like, no, you obviously really dislike them. Right. <laughs> you obviously really despise them. And I think for a lot of them, it's because they believe that they're all false teachers that are like, you know, like leading people astray, leading mm -hmm. people from mm -hmm. the straight path. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it comes from this reality that like, oh, you know, as long as, you know, they're heretics, I can hate them. And so they've sort of what used to be lines drawn around like, you know, racial identity or like these other identities. Now with intersectionality, it's getting harder and harder to do that. Right. So now they've drawn this line with heretics and non-heretics, right. true believers and false believers. Right. Um, and that made it so it's opened the floodgates to just hate everybody. Mm -hmm. Because now you can be like, oh, like, why do you guys hate, you know, black people so much? And it's like, we don't, like their culture is just so bad. And like, they, right. they don't know how to raise their kids. And yeah. that's why they're always going to jail. And it's like, yeah. what the hell? Like that is so racist. <clears throat> yeah. But like, it's, I genuinely believe them. I don't think it's coming from a racist place. They've just replaced the racism right. with this like non-heretical or her heretic kind of line. Mm -hmm. And that line has made it possible for them to hate many more groups at the same time. Right. Uh, without making an overt statement about right. it. Right. And if it stems from that self-superiority, right? That mm -hmm. we have the right way and you have the wrong mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. I, this debate about what is human, right? <clears throat> my hope, right? And maybe, I, I don't, but my hope is that if we can talk about this, 
right? Mm -hmm. That what makes us human together, <clears throat> then that's the first step in trying to break down that us versus them, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think I think it is the implicit question in Jesus's parable of the Good Samaritan, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Where he shows them like, hey, there's this priest and a Levite, right? And they're going to the temple, right? Or they're coming back from the temple, whatever, right? Yeah. They just worshiped God in their sanctuary. And these are the holy men. They're they're fully clean and not and like fully pure, right? And they avoid this dead body, a corpse, which mm -hmm. or, which is the most defiling thing within Jewish law. And they avoid it mm -hmm. because that's what you're supposed to do according to God's law. And then there's a Samaritan, and a Samaritan is a hated person, right? right? The worst possible Jew type of Jew you could be. You're now mixed blood. You worship in a different temple, so it's worse than worse than an atheist, mm -hmm. right? Like these people are genuinely like heretics to the Jews. They yeah. hate them. Yeah, it's how and he comes it's how and like he's, it's how like American evangelicals can like go to other countries and like feed the poor, and then they like won't feed the homeless in their own cities. Right, right. Yeah. And so so he's coming in and he's like, I'm going to have compassion on this man, like extraordinary compassion. And then Jesus goes, who do you think was loving the guy? And they're forced to answer the impure, awful, heretic, atheist Samaritan. Right. right. I preached this a couple of Sundays ago about like, yeah, this is not some simple like, oh, yeah, he's the he's the good one. Right. Yeah. Like, what if I preached up here and said a pastor and a priest drove past this homeless man on the street on a Sunday because yeah. he's late for a service. Yeah. But then like an Al -Qaeda, a, a gay atheist like, yeah. Yeah, or, a, or Muslim, right, came, came and helped him. Who's the one following God's law, right? It's yeah. like, it's a really hard question. You can't right. just be like the guy who doesn't love God, who's following God's law, right? It's such a difficult question, mm. and I feel like Jesus is so mm. good at it, at mm -hmm. asking these difficult questions. Right when they're like, "No, I have to acknowledge that that man was being human." Right, right. Even in my hatred of this other group, to mm. be like that compassion still made him much more human, made him much more caring and following the laws of God, and more likely to be welcomed into the kingdom. Yeah, than these other guys. And I think, right? you know, when you share about this, it kind of paints a picture for me, right? Like that if Jesus is this upper boundary of humanity, right? And that mm -hmm. idea of that Good Samaritan saying, right? Like it does not matter what identification, what class, what ethnicity, what whatever, right? There right. is this thing that is humanity, right? That right. you all can aspire to and exist right. within. I think right. for me, one of the things that the scary part of that, and perhaps I think why many people don't want to really think about the, the goodness of shared humanity is because mm -hmm. it also opens up the door for the shared evilness of humanity, right? Like, you know, when right. we talk about, right, like the, the racist, the genocide, I think for me even like, with Rwanda, right? Like the reason why that was so powerful was it was having to acknowledge what I think most people will not acknowledge that if I was in that position, I right. would do the same. 
right? Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. wants to say, right? Oh, if I was if I was in America in 1820s, I wouldn't have slaves. I'd be an abolitionist. Right. And you're like, right, right. no, you wouldn't, mm-hmm. right? Like, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. And even right now, I mean, part of the part of the 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 the, the uncomfortableness that I think many of us are feeling when it comes to the multiple genocides happening in the in the world, but specifically with Israel and Gaza, right? Is like, oh shoot, I'm one of them, right? Like right. I'm one of the people standing on the side or I'm one of the people who is benefiting from or I'm one of the people who is upholding this system. Right. And I'm still human, right? Like that's one of the things I don't understand about the people posting about Gaza on, on my Instagram mm-hmm. page. Because I'm just like, if anything, historically, as Americans, we are Israel. Like, mm-hmm. we are the ones directly benefiting from this kind of, like, bombardment of innocent civilian life. Yeah. Like, you are able to get your Amazon packages one day early because someone is suffering to get it there. Yeah. Like, not just one person, but multiple people. And like, there is this kind of, uh, what is it? Blissful ignorance, Mm -hmm. I feel like, where you just do not want to enter into that mind space because it's just this free fall into like, oh my God, I'm awful. Yeah, I'm just like, but yeah, like that's the beauty of Christianity to me. It's like, we are Mm -hmm. all awful together. Mm -hmm. But we can aspire to something more, uh you know? We we can, we have a model for something better um, that we can do together. But like, yeah, it feels like people just aren't interested. Yeah, And, uh, and it's, and I think that then this question of humanity, this question of shared, there's one shared identifier, right? I think that's mm-hmm. the power of a word like this, right? right I think it's, right. it's why, right, like, you know, um, us writing, us translating the Bible as Adam, right, I think mm, is often right. misleading, right? Because right. we give it this, it means- like, <laughs> sup, Adam, right? Like, you know, like, we, yeah, yeah. We, we think of it as an individual name, right? right? Whereas the whole point of Adam in Hebrew is it's, humanity right like right. like it literally is it's the man. word for man right like <laughs> yeah. and not even genderized man right like right. you know it's the idea of wait what if we all come from the same place what if we all belong to the same group what if there is no them right right what if it is just this one giant us and mm-hmm. then right like and it's and it's this interesting catch because then like we want, I think this is, we always want a set of rules that starts right above us, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> like you like, know, like, like I'm, I'm still imperfect, but I'm just little imperfect. Yeah, you know? right. Just, just almost there, <laughs> right? Like oh, for the people that are worse than me, right? Yeah. It's like it's like the and at some point I'll start with the definition of like rich and poor. It's like everybody right. wants the definition of rich to be right above them, right? <laughs> right? right. Like, nobody wants to say, "Oh yeah, I'm the rich one," <laughs> right? Like, right? right? Um, but then that idea, I think, wrestling with it is so hard because then I have to be able to not just sympathize but empathize with the worst of humanity, right? Like right. I have to say, if if I were given the chance and the potential to be, 
And I would say like Adolf Hitler maybe is not the great though because he lost, right? <laughs> like ultimately they lost yeah. the war. But you think about like the dictators throughout history who didn't ever lose, right? Like they got to rule and be vicious and evil and enjoy all of the benefits of it and then die comfortably in their old age, right? Would I do that, right? Because if I say, oh, I would never do that, then to me it is saying there is something intrinsically different about me than them. And therefore right. they are not human, right? right? I am human, they are not human. And when we apply that rubric upwards, it allows us to apply that rubric downwards. And that's why we can also be a part of the oppression because, well, if we look up and we say, those people are not human like I am, then that, that's the key that allows us to look down and say, those people are right, not human right. like I am. Yeah, I mean, you gotta take it a step further. You gotta say, you could have been worse. Mm. Because the reality is, like, people think that Hitler was just born, right? Like, he, he just yeah, happened. Like, and it's like, <laughs> right, yeah, like, just I'm Hitler and I'm yeah, gonna kill Jews. Like, yeah, like, yeah. out of his mother's womb or something. It's yeah. like, no, like, he, he was created, yeah. right? Like, through his circumstances. And, you know, at post-World War One in Germany was awful. Like, it was such a difficult time for the German people. Um, and again, because of the failure of their leaders, not right. any sense of, you know, that yeah. and like Hitler didn't cause World War One, he caused World War Two because yeah. of World War One. Yeah. And like we don't understand these things or context because we don't want to think about it. We, we don't want to think about it. We just want cartoonishly evil people just yeah. to hate. Yeah. Um and yeah, like I think we have to imagine that in those same same circumstances, could we have possibly even been worse? Yeah. And right? I think that, could and they have been better because of could they have been able to accomplish those atrocities because they actually hold certain personality traits and talents and skills that we actually really value in capitalistic America, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like it's like yeah. he could have probably been a great business leader or thought leader or whatever, yeah. which is awful to think about, but also kind of true, right? Like, right. And and I don't know. I'm just like that. That's why there's all these right wingers now who are like, yeah, maybe he wasn't so wrong, you know? And I'm like. Mm. Probably because they're they're starting to recognize that, and this right. is a horrible, evil thing, but also it's humanity, right? Like we are this really grand mixture of weird and evil and good and everything in between. And <clears throat> then, right? Like, is that the image of God? Right. Perhaps. Yeah. Because I think that's the. You know, when we, we bring it back to what our faith is, right? I think that for me, and I'm going to guess most people, right? They may have listened to this and been like, yeah, 100%, right? Like, I agree. I agree with Kevin and Jason, right? <laughs> well, then the question is, well, then is this God, right? Is that mm. capacity? Because I think we like to think, right, there's good and then there's evil, right? And God's on the good side and the devil's on the evil side, right? But if we're acknowledging, mm -hmm. well, humanity is intrinsically the capacity for both, mm -hmm. is that the image of God? It kind of goes to, you know, like I'm in youth ministry, talking about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is like every week. <laughs> like every week, some kid is asking me about this tree, right? And I'm like, but it's, it, and if, if you're saying it's like mythological, yeah, and I, I, I honestly, I, I'm like. 
after this is over, I uh-huh. want to tell you about something I learned about that this week because it's it's going to be crazy. Just okay. Anyway, but, I mean, yeah. I I still and I, and this is bizarre. I know it's bizarre, but I still have a very literal view of Genesis. Not that I think it's like. We are so weird, dude. I am a pastor. (laughs) I know. And you're like, it's mythological. And I'm like, I think it's literal, right? Like, I think... You're the one who's not a pastor. (laughs) Yeah. Because for me, I'm like, okay, the idea that, like, God is capable of all things, right? And so part of the reason why there is a tree is that it it is the simplest decision. Eat or don't eat right? And saying that you as human beings cannot be my image if you don't have that simple choice, right? Otherwise, you're just a zombie. You're just a, you're just a slave, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but for us to have that choice, right, that is fundamentally what makes us, one of the things that makes us human, right, is that ability to choose, will I, in your word, right, will I love or will I not? Mm-hmm. Right? right? Will I give or will I not? Will I will right. I care or will I not? Will I think of or will I not? Right? And that knowledge of the the re, the way that that's phrased, right? The mm-hmm. awareness of good and evil, mm-hmm. of these concepts that to me are God. You know, like at some point, we, if we define good and evil, I'm sure we'll talk about this, right? Like God, right? Like. Oh, that's what makes us human. That is the exercise of humanity that we do every single day, right? Mm-hmm. To choose to think about shared universal identity, to think about the infinite deity existing, right? And then to either live in that love or to be afraid and be like, no, 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 no. I'm going to do it for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think there's a case to be made for that. Um, I think I just, as a Christian, I need some kind of something to, as a human being to aspire to, someone to mm. to kind of guide us and lead us on that path. Because I think just historically speaking, we've been pretty bad at leading ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and we've even used Jesus in ways that you know, he probably would not have wanted. Okay, uh, then, because yeah. um, we, we've got a little bit of time uh, left, or actually, I don't even, mm-hmm. whoever's listening, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is the hope, like, of humanity? Like, I'm assuming you believe in some kind of post-existence, right? Like, post-current yeah. existence. Yeah. What is humanity, like, And maybe this is a different podcast, but I'll ask the question anyway, so we can just plant it. What yeah. is the, like, what will, because whatever we're saying defines humanity. If mm-hmm. we think about heaven, which we haven't defined yet, but whatever we think about of heaven, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you believe we're still human in heaven. Yes, okay. we'll be fully human in we heaven. We will be fully human in heaven. To me, it is, to me, that is... Would could we be infinitely more human? So, like for instance, I don't think in heaven we will be free of the feelings of envy, jealousy, resent, malice. 
right? Even like something like the gen, like Israel and, and Gaza right now, the conflict, the at the core conflict that exists will still exist. The mm -hmm. difference will be we will be immortal, right? Like by the power of God, we will mm -hmm. have infinite resources by the power of God, and we will have an infinitely wise and patient and articulate mediator in God, right? I think part of what we're seeing right now, especially with like the left and Democrats really turning on Biden, right, mm -hmm. is I think both the left and the, when Republicans voted for Trump and when Democrats voted for Biden, we had this idea of the president as like a godlike figure, right? And I think both COVID showed this for Trump, right? And Black Lives Matter showed it for Trump. And now Israel Gaza showing it for Biden. The president does not have this much power, right? Mm -hmm. The president is not God who can come in and say, stop, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Like everybody stop and everybody yeah. let's talk and everybody like, you know, but in, in an infinite future, God would have that power. And therefore, to me, I think there's this question when we talk about what does it mean to be human, where I don't think internally anything is going to change. I don't think heaven is an internal change. I think that heaven is, well, okay, biologically, I think there's an internal change, right? Oh. I think, right, like we're not going to get sick, right? We're not going right. to die. We're going to be able to control like our aging and whatever, mm -hmm. right? Like, I think there is one thing that does change. What internal. is that one thing? I think we will have a full understanding and compassion for one another. I think that we are capable now of building towards, so. I think we're capable of building towards it, but I think in the end times after Jesus comes back, that is something that will change in humanity. Like like this, right? Like change. I think so, like, yeah. Oh, see, I don't think, I think that like our phones, right, for example, mm -hmm. Like the fact that I can go on TikTok and hear the story of somebody around the world, I think to me that is the image of God being realized, right? Or being obtained towards. To me, I think it is, it is a shadow of what could be. I think in, in heaven, we will fully empathize and fully see their experience and understand them. Oh. In a way that we we can't possibly do now. Mm, Who knows? Maybe when VR gets better. Right. So to <laughs> so. me, it's like it's interesting because like you're saying like that empathy. It's like when we die, we go to heaven or whatever. However, the mechanic works. Right. Mm -hmm. Is an instantaneous switch. For me, it's like it is a goal. It's a point. Right. It's a pole. Right. Like mm -hmm. there will be some infinite point where I will fully understand every other human being that exists. Right. Mm -hmm. And every ounce of knowledge of physics of everything. But I will spend an infinite amount of time growing, getting towards it. I think for everything else, like, you know, for music theory, for physics, for science, sure. Uh, but for that part, I think at least in the way that I envision hell, uh -huh. um, it needs to be that way. So then would you say in terms of present day humanity, is the lack 
of that empathy, is it unavoidable? Like, I think on it this is, on this side. I of think heaven, on this side of heaven, I think it is unavoidable to a certain extent. I don't think so. And well, then you have a much more positive outlook on the world than <laughs> Which is I so, do. Man. I know it's so funny because <laughs> your 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 like your definition fixate or like is generally fixating more on the goodness of humanity, and yet you yeah. have this pessimism. Whereas for me, pessimism. I am always fixated on the absolute bottom level of humanity, and yet I have this optimism. <laughs> yeah. We're so weird. How is this possible? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. I'm I'm happy with that as a conclusion. How would you like to amend your definition if you do want to? Again, oh. I'm at this place where I'm like, I want to, but I just don't know how. I do too, but I don't know how. Um, I feel like it's, I, again, I feel like we kind of said similar. I like your little spectrum, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like we, we sort of outlined the boundaries. Yeah. But like, what's here? <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> well, what <here> <laughs> That's where we will continue to explore. Um, yeah. I, part of me feels like our personalities just don't want to step here because like, it, it it's it's so daunting and then you have to like hmm. defend it on from every possible angle and i think both of our brains are just like nah there's too many holes yeah <laughs> no, this doesn't work this doesn't work like, yeah if i want to get into here like there's way too <laughs> but, many exceptions yeah it's funny because i feel like we're defending both sides right? yeah <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, here. yeah like we're we're defending both fronts of the border but then we don't actually live right. in the country <laughs> right right basically yeah. And, and, you know, and especially for me, I think, you know, coming out, right, like coming out as queer, understanding mm -hmm. the amount of intersection that I have, I think that's mm -hmm. where being closeted from oneself is a denial of humanity. It's it, like I've lived, I've understand, like I've lived in the denial of a part of my humanity for so long mm. that, but it was because it was knowing that well, other people are drawing a line that if I acknowledge this part of me, I will get kicked out. Like mm -hmm. I will not be human enough for you anymore, right? right? Like that's the that's the crazy thing about getting excommunicated, right? Like right, right. it's realize like, whoa, shoot, like these people, they don't see me as human enough anymore, right? right like, right. or like a different kind of human now, right? Like they right. see that. So I think it is an uh, effort, right, like, to draw these lines is important because, like, for me, my experience was if I met somebody new, if I met somebody, even now, I meet somebody that says they're a Christian, that, oh, I'm a Christian too, I'm automatically like, oh, I think your line draws me out, right? Mm -hmm. I think I'm mm -hmm. on the other side of your line of us now, mm -hmm. right? And that's been a sh big struggle because it used to be, oh, you're a Christian, I'm a Christian. Like, we're in the same club, right? And I don't feel a lot of people are like, you're human, <laughs> I'm human, we're in the same no club, way. right? Like, <laughs> let's talk about that. And, right. you know, hopefully that's what this podcast uh, will allow for. Um, I don't know what our next, next one is. I mean, we could do sin, like a lot of times it went before. So when I would do, you know, um, when I would do 
systematic theology with high school kids, right? Like this uh -huh. was kind of the track I would go, right? I would do define truth, define God, define humanity, and then it would be define sin. So we could do sin. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, Let's do your high school track. Okay. We're redefining anyway. Yeah, right? we're, yeah. We're, we're calling ourselves redefining. So oh gosh, Let's do it. I yeah. don't even like I don't even know what my thoughts are. Okay, I got a whole week to figure it out. Um, you got a whole week. Right. Yeah. Okay, so next week will be what is sin.